Blade the Vampire Slayer was created in 1973 by writers by writer Marv Wolfman and illustrator Gene Cola. And he was introduced in basically a uh, basically a lot of uh, vampire uh, vampire specific books. Obviously, he's a vampire hunter, right? So uh, he was in Tales of Dracula uh, issue number ten, which is where he was first, which is where he was first introduced into the MCU. I don't know how Marvel got their hands on the rights to Dracula, but I mean, what, hey, when you got money, it is what it is, right? But but that's neither here nor there. Um, and then. Um, over the years, uh, the character went through a lot of changes. Funny, funny thing, funny thing is he actually, when he, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. When he was first introduced, he actually uh, was designed to have a afro and twin blades. Now, skip the Tim twin blades, because because yeah, just I don't, I don't really care about that. Uh, but the afro, guys, look, I would have preferred the afro over what I got <laughs> in the comics in the movie. I mean, I, look, in some of the comics, in some of the comics, he just has like a straight, a straight up cur a cut, right? Maybe like a fade or something like that. And in some of the comics, just <laughs> some of the comics, he goes pure what uh, the, the the look they, they used in the Blade movies. Uh, it, it gives me, it gave me major Balrog from Street Fighter vibes. Seriously, I, I cannot. I refuse to believe that I am the only one that did not think that, right? That that thought that, right? I am the only one that thought that. I no, I was not, right? So, <laughs> like seriously, like who is his barber? He's not looking out for his best interest. He's a vampire. Get rid of him. No, seriously. No, no I'm saying, Blade, I'm saying this. I'm addressing this. If Blade was real, I'd say, yo. I'm sorry, brother, but your uh, barber is clearly a vampire. They are totally, totally leaving you out here hanging in these streets with this fade, with the, with this, with this cut right now. You got to do something about it. But that, but either way, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting lost on the haircut. But one of the, one of the things that they, one of the things that uh, is noteworthy in the early development of the Blade character is that when he was first introduced his character was dialed back a little bit because the writer thought the writers thought that he was um it's kind of difficult it's kind of difficult actually i'll pull up the exact quote give me a second um okay here we go so in a in a uh, interview marv uh, wolfman the cre the creator of uh, blade um recalled uh basically an issue back in the day when he was uh you know in the early development of the character when he was writing him and some you know just issues that he had with where you know the character was and even where he was as a writer at the time that he felt he needed to take a step back basically and you know take a step back with his character and figure out a new approach to how he was going to behave his mannerisms and you know what he was ultimately going to be in the marvel universe right it's all about it's all about development right it's all about finding the character it's like an architect right the building sometimes feels like it's building itself shout out to leo DiCaprio from inception for that quote anyways he said i knew if i let him blade would eclipse the other characters so i pulled him back and let original supporting characters rachel frank and quincy shine i also wasn't happy with my blade dialogue so i pulled him out of the book for a while 
I think almost a year. And when I brought him back, I played him a bit straighter. The early Blade dialogue was cliche Marvel Black dialogue, right? Look, ladies and gentlemen, right? Uh, these were different. These were different times, right? You know, you we've all seen the characters. We've all seen we've all seen African uh, American characters um, in cartoons where their lips and faces and stuff were not proportionate and things things of that nature. You get upset about it. We wrote we wrote letters. We got that, we got that we got that that ish cleared up. It's over with. Um, it's over with. But you know, shout out to shout out to Mar Wolfen for for realizing that you know he didn't want his character to be a to have the dialogue of a typical character, whatever that of a typical black character in the Marvel universe, whatever that dialogue may have been at the time. We don't know, right? Um, I I, I don't know. I haven't read enough comic books for that, and I've read a lot, right? So maybe I'll maybe I'll I'll dive back through them and see you know what exactly in the '70s Marvel characters were were talking like right, um, but either way, you know he kudos to him for taking a step back and realizing that hey you know I want this character to to be around for the long haul and I just I don't feel that he's at where he's at and this has happened with a lot of characters you know and thank God that it has right because think about it you know if these characters hadn't gotten dialed back or you know changed in some ways you know they wouldn't be the characters we we know and love today case in point the hulk was originally gray yeah keep that in mind <laughs> the hulk was originally gray right but then stanley wanted to use a different color it was it also has something to do with the way the uh, comics were printing um that was causing the issue uh with the character so they looked for a, a color that nobody was using at the time and they thought green Hence, Hulk became green. Anyways, back to Blade, right? So, <laughs> my point remains the same though. You know, what you have is him coming in when these characters have vampire problems. And I don't really have an issue with that, guys. And I don't think you guys should either, right? Know your role, right? Not everybody, not everybody's role is to be the, not everybody's role is to be the star. It's not to be the lead, right? Doesn't mean you're not special, right? Deadpool, not a lead character, very special. Uh, Wolverine, come on, everybody loves Wolverine, but he's not a lead character. He's not one of the people. He's not one of the people, you know, at the forefront of Marvel right now. He was at one point, but he's not now. Is what I'm saying. Blade will never be a character that is at the forefront of of the. Uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it just won't. It won't happen that way, right? It's just that's just not the way this. That's not the way this thing works. And I enjoy Blade. I enjoy the comics. I enjoyed. The, I enjoyed the movies, except the third one, which will, like I said, we'll get we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that in the uh, in the second half. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I'll give you guys an I'll give you guys an example, right? If you actually, if you go, if you go and look up Blade on the Marvel dot, on the Marvel.com website, seriously, and I cannot make this up, Blade has, Blade has two, two, two enemies, literally two, he has two enemies, Deacon Frost, which we all know, Deacon Frost, and Dracula, <laughs> guys, that's it, just, just, the, just literally, just those those two there's nobody else listed right <laughs> i 
mean, like, because seriously, those are like the, the, those would ra- like rationally be the only two, right? So what you so what what you would have basically uh, in in the comics uh, as the years progress was just him teaming up with other heroes that had more noteworthy villains and then him going back to doing what he was doing know your position know what your role is you are a character that is patrolling and doing your local work so that that local problem does not add to an even bigger problem and that's that's the game that's the game. That's the way the whole Blade character works, not only in the comics, but in the movies as well. Right? And like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, in, 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 in essence, uh, I'll, flip the, I'll flip the switch here. You you can't... I'll, 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 challenge, I'll challenge you guys on this. I'll challenge the listeners on this. I'll challenge the listeners on this. Hear me out. You can't love Daredevil and not at least have respect for the Blade character. The Daredevil, ne- Daredevil never leaves Hell's Kitchen. That's all he cares about is Hell's Kitchen, right? Anybody that comes in Hell's Kitchen, that's his playground. And I, I don't think I've ran across a, a spectator, a viewer like myself, like you guys were all viewers, right? That has said, man, I wish Daredevil was bigger. doesn't need to be bigger he's great all on his own right he has he has his share of enemies right he got his share of enemies so we really don't need no we don't need him to get involved in world affairs all the time right he's not captain marvel (laughs) he's not captain marvel or captain america captain america is not local guys think about it He, he he captain america america Captain United States of America. I know I kind of sound like a broken record on this, but I'm, I'm I'm just being I'm being real, right? So I do recommend that you I do recommend that you guys read uh, some some uh, some comics uh, by some comics uh, that some Blade comics. Sorry, I don't know why I was mumbling there. Uh, one of my favorites, personally, um, it's not a Blade comic actually. It's actually a Black Panther comic. And it's a Black Panther comic that uh, crosses over with Luke Cage and uh, Blade at the same time. So basically what happens is, basically what happens is, it starts from the standpoint that uh, Luke Cage was a, Luke Cage was an admirer of the Black Panther and how strong and pro-black and running his own country, nobody telling him what to do, you know, just the head, the HNIC, right? And, um, you know, eventually he meets him while he's out on a job of, uh, while he's out on a job being a bodyguard for a, uh, uh, a celebrity who looks like Puffy, and I'm pretty sure that was by design. Um, so um, things happen. Things happen. The the uh, the girl that's with the the Puffy celebrity, Puffy lookalike celebrity, um, starts feeling, starts digging, um, digging a uh, Black Panther, and then he feels disrespected, slaps her, and then you know all the all this, thing. and then basically they team up. And they run, they run in the, through some adventures. They run into Shang Chi. So let's get to when they run into Blade, basically. So so basically, what happens is uh, the vampires start running. Vampires start running amok in New Orleans, specifically, um, specifically um, in the 
midst of Hurricane Katrina. So after this, after Hurricane Katrina happens and there are relief efforts to, you know, there are relief efforts to, uh, to, to, you know, help people. Right. That's obviously more specifically, you know, it's Black Panther. So more specifically people of color. Um, and then at the same time, Luke, uh, Luke Cage and Black Panther are running into these, running into these vampires. And they're like, Whoa, where, where the F bomb did these go? these guys come from right now apparently in the south this has apparently in the south they decided in the comics and this is actually kind of clever to relate the vampires actually to the slave trade right so the vampires are the slave slave of the slave trade and in fact some of the some of the vampires uh some of the old slave traders and slave masters ended up becoming vampires right so that so and then of course you know you just had some very racist white some very racist white uh vampires and so you know that pretty much is where you're introduced uh to blade in this sense he's down in new orleans he's down in new orleans um you know trying to curve these numbers of the vampire population and he teams up with voodoo man who is a very interesting character in himself definitely going to get his own episode um at some point and so uh, basically what they do is they uh, are hunting they are hunting down vampires and then um, Black Panther teams up with them uh, and Luke Cage they all team up together and they take out uh, the leader of said van uh, the leader of said vampires um, and you know you know basically save the day <laughs> right like like they're supposed to they save the day and then and then of course Blade disappears because you know hey hunting vampires it's an it's an everyday thing it's not a 24-hour thing obviously they're not indoors I, I would think i mean they're indoors during the day but i would say you know something interesting i would think that the best time to hunt vampires is in the day right they can't go outside you, you've literally you've literally trapped them but but they have i'm assuming they have their own network but that's just a little bit of information about you know uh that's just a little bit of information you know about uh about blade as far as the comics so we <laughs> we are going to take a quick break and then god we are going to get into the movies jeez it's i i guys i promise you guys and gals and however you choose to identify we are going to get through this i promise you that we are going to get through this and we are going to make it a very stimulating conversation. But first, we're going to do a quick ad read. Uh, we'll be back uh, with Operation Hero Talk, episode 22.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 22 of Operation Hero Talk, the number one podcast for the nerds, nerdettes, blurs, blurettes, and weebs and weebettes. And today we are talking about Blade, aka Daywalker, aka Eric Brooks, the man himself, the man, the myth, the vampire legend, the vampire hunting legend, as it is. And <laughs> welcome back to the second half an hour. So let's 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 get straight. Let's get straight into the films now. I want to I want to talk about well first I'll, I'll I'll start you guys off with an interesting tidbit. Uh, LL Cool J was actually up to play the lead role in this, which would have been freaking hilarious. But but obviously that didn't come down the pipe, and you know uh, Wesley Snipes ended up uh, ended up uh, becoming the character uh, the the lead role for this. Now, mic a little bit. There we go. There we go. Oh, there we go. Okay. So we all know that uh, this movie uh, saved uh, the MCU. Uh, they were uh, basically, I think they were about to file bankruptcy. Um, basically everything, they, they put their all into this movie. This movie was, it was deal or no deal. It was bust or no bust basically. Um, and it all resided on this film. And this film ended up grossing 70 million at the box office, making it a commercial success and basically setting the stage for uh, the MCU to, uh, you know, take off essentially, right? Which it would later on, you know, years, years down the line. So to the young kids in the audience listening, listening to this, what I'm basically trying to say is you don't get Deadpool. You don't get Captain Marvel. You don't get the Avengers movies. You don't get Guardians of the Galaxy. You don't get Spider-Man, any of the Spider-Mans, including the Tobey Maguire and Andy Gar Andrew Garfields. You don't get any of the Captain America movies. You don't get any of the Thor movies. You don't get any of those without this commercial success of the first Blade movie. These are facts. These are facts. Now, when I first saw the when I first saw the first Blade movie, and I was I was pretty young, probably too young to actually see that movie, but but when I first saw it, honestly, <laughs> and it, what's funny is I had I had read Marvel comics before, but I had never, uh, you know, read a Blade comic, so I didn't know he was a Blade. I didn't know Blade was a Marvel hero, right? Uh, it didn't seem like a Marvel movie to me, right? And that's that's what, like, I had seen a Marvel movie before that. If we're being real, that was probably probably the first one I'd ever seen. Um, but the point is, we didn't know, right? The the usual intro, the usual intro to Marvel that we see now, you know, the signature, you know, with all the heroes and the comics and stuff, and the comic pages flipping. That wasn't that wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing back there then, right? It was just words. We didn't read. I didn't read the words. I didn't pay attention to them. I just wanted the movie to start, right? So, uh, basically, we, uh, you know, I, I watched it, and it was it was pretty dark, right? But it was entertaining. I enjoyed it mainly because of the, you know, the swordsmanship, the martial arts, and because I thought it, you know, just hey, it's vampires, man. Who who doesn't who doesn't like watching that, right? <laughs> I mean, who who doesn't like watching vampires? I like watching vampires. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have never watched a Twilight movie in my life, and I will stand on that throne for life. I'm gonna tell you that right now. And I have never watched True Blood. I hear good things. I'm still not gonna watch it. But the but my point is, my point is right. I uh I liked the movie. 
I thought it was a little dry at, at, at times. Um, I thought it was a little dry at times, specifically when um, the female lead, what was her name? What's her name? Oh, Dr. Karen Jensen. Um, played by Nabouche Wright. Yes, Nabouche Wright. Yeah, got it. Um, and then who, who played Deacon Frost? Stephen, yeah, Stephen Dorff. Yeah, yeah Stephen Dorff. Love Stephen Dorff. Um, but, but uh, basically, uh, basically, uh, you know, I thought at, at at times I felt there was too much talking, you know. But I get it, you know. You have to have some part of a story plot. When I when I went when I was when I got older and I went back and watched the movie, I could appreciate it for you know what it was. It was a it was a very entertaining. Um, you know, I liked the way it was written. Um, I felt that it was you know it was good for what it was. You know, the movie was made what. When was this movie made? 1990? When was this movie released? 1998. I mean, yeah, for what it was, like, it was good. It was good. It was a good movie, right? So that's, you know, none, nothing wrong with that. Uh, so when, when I didn't know about the, I didn't know about the sequel until it was already out um, on VHS. I, I, I thought I went to the movies and saw it with my grandmother, but I don't think I did. Um, but I thought the second one was even better than the first one, especially when they introduced the idea of a new vampire, right? The, the, uh, uh, what did they call them? Oh my God, Toma is going to kill me. What, what, did they, what, what did they call them? Um, they called them not, not, not nocturnals. That doesn't make sense. Reap, re Reapers, 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 Reapers. I think, yeah, they called them, I think Reapers. Yeah. So, uh, basically. Um, they were this uh, basically this new type of vampire to where the heart, their heart was encased in bone. So they couldn't be stabbed. They couldn't be stabbed through the heart. Um, they couldn't be stabbed through the heart. Uh, like, and th so they weren't vulnerable like normal vampires were, right? You could kill, you kill vampires with silver, garlic, stab, st a stake through the heart or with uh, sunlight, basically. That, yeah. Uh, and UV, UV and UV light also works too, I think. Yeah. So, um, so basically, yeah, you had that, the, 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 the Reapers were, uh, were vulnerable to light though. So they were, they were vulnerable to light. They couldn't, they couldn't be out in light. I thought this movie was better. I thought this movie was better than the, the I thought the second movie was better than the first one because, you know, you just had a lot of. A lot more action and i like the fact that he was teamed up with the very special the very same special ops vampire unit that was designed to take him out fun fact if you go back and watch that movie um if you're a martial arts fan if you go back and watch that movie uh donnie yen is <laughs> one of the vampires in that movie uh he's uh on the special that special team that was des originally designed to take uh laid out but now they have to team together to stop uh all of these you know all of these vampires essentially uh yeah the second one the second one was was just good i like them going down to down into their lair and how it connected back to the vampire lady's family i just thought that it was it was just very you know i just thought that it was very good you know i just thought it was very good i just thought the story i didn't think they could do better on the story sorry i know i'm looking at my laptop a lot <laughs> i just thought they could i thought that's just i just thought they did very better very much better on the story um on blaze development as a character and you know caring 
you know, intimately for a vampire, um, you know, seeing as how he hates uh, vampires to his core. And I think that that's one of the things that you have to remember in the upcoming movie and, and you know, in the past movies, it, should you choose to review them, is that he has a very deep hatred for uh, for vampires. It basically borderlining on like obsessive hatred for vampires, you know. And, and one of the one of the things that makes the character, uh, you know, minor, uh, minor complex character is the fact that he hates the very thing that is a part of him. Right. He hates he hates vampires, but he is a vampire. He's only half, but he's still a vampire. Right. So that still counts. Um, uh, OK, so third. Look, I'm going to say this, okay? There were a lot of misses in this movie, all right? I uh, I, I have not seen that many Jessica Biel movies. Um, from what I have seen, uh, she's okay. Um, Ryan Reynolds, uh, you know, he was... Once again, you know, I think he was known as the guy who was the... He was the rom-com guy, right? At that at that point in his career right so you're bringing him into a you're bringing him into a, a situation where you're bringing him into a situation where you know he's he's bringing comedic relief to a movie that really didn't need comedic relief right so it kind of it, it just came off as a little stale right and then you have you know uh a blades character which was just was just 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 god awful um yeah, man, the, the, the Dracula's character was was bad, and uh, Dra the uh, Dracula's character was bad, and and then they they put Triple H in it, and I don't know why they did that because it made no sense. And then the laser arrow, the laser bow was just the, the laser bow. Actually, I liked. I actually did like the laser bow, so I I I, I, won't, I won't complain about that. I guess. But a lot of things, a lot of things in this movie guys just did not hit for me it just really didn't i thought that the the uh the characters there, there just wasn't any juice to the characters and and when you have when you have the the uh you know the vampire dracula himself you know operating now inside the city i think that you know it, it's a it's a it's a situation where you need to, it's a situation where you need to have him not just merciless, but also cunning. And I don't think you saw that a lot. I think what you really saw was, what you basically saw was him come in, the vampires go, they find him, he comes in, he's he's the boss because he's the oldest. No idea how to, no idea how to, uh, how to run a, a, a successful business, right? But now he's the, he's the, He's the the CEO, de facto leader of this 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 vampire like empire, right? And it just didn't make sense to me, right? And not to mention, he's going around, he's seeing basically how his how his name has become has become a brand, right? And he doesn't like it. He's like, wow, like Dracula, Dracula lollipops, Dracula fan fiction novels. Y'all think I'm some type of joke around here, don't y'all? That part I actually did kind of enjoy. <laughs> I won't lie, that part was actually kind of funny, right? Because we have we have pretty much like you know modernized Dracula. You know, he's 
it's it's not whereas it you know back in the day when we didn't have modern technology it was a, it was a cautionary tale a, a story for you know for for uh for a scary story to tell the kids you know um and of course we all know that you know dracula was based off Vlad dracula's tempest the the actual the actual person right um but still you know you have a situation where <laughs> still you have a situation where you know this this movie just failed on so many it, it failed on so many so many different levels I, I cannot tell you and then and then even the special scene at the end where the special scene at the end where they talk about you know <laughs> where they, they they introduce the lichens I was like look I was like look 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 here okay um I'm pretty sure hold on let me check because I'm pretty sure at this point Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Blade 3 came out in 2004. Underworld came out. Yep. Underworld came out in 2003. We had we had Kate Beckinsale at that point. We were done with Blade. We were done. <laughs> we were done with Blade. It was it was it was just a way better, a way better movie. And I think that that was really the tale of, of Blade. I just think that they took that movie as far as it could go. And honestly, I would have ended it. I would have ended that movie with the second film. I wouldn't I wouldn't have even made a third film, especially after uh especially after underworld came out the year prior and we saw how well that was received right this is a this is a competitor right this is a competitor a competitor this is a, a vampire and a vampire and um um a vampire and werewolf vampire werewolf movie right you know like twilight but not ridiculous right as you can see i'm a i'm a huge fan of twilight but <laughs> Either way, uh, new movie coming out. Um, I think it's set to release uh, next year. I think, um, although we haven't gotten a trailer yet. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So uh, you all, if you all saw Eternals, you you saw the you heard the voice cameo that he made in the in the uh, movie in that movie. Um, so yeah, he should be getting he should be getting his own movie either uh, this year or next year uh, with Marshall Ali playing the lead role, replacing. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Uh, I'm excited for the movie. Once, one, like I said, because it's a respect factor, right? It's a respect thing. You know, you got to pay homage to the people that, you know, to the movie, to the character, ladies and gentlemen, that saved the MCU and and, and made everything we we know and love today made it happen, right? Um, you got you got to pay homage. Um, so I think that you know, uh, the only thing I would say, listeners, is you know, just don't don't get don't get your hopes up too high accept the blade character for what he what he is and just ride out with that right just just ride out with that it's probably going to be either deacon frost or uh it's probably going to be either deacon frost or uh or dracula again <laughs> i mean those are the only those are the only two characters so that's that's it is what it is right but with that being said ladies and gentlemen we have reached the end of episode 22 i'd like to thank you guys for uh you know the dedicated listeners the first time listeners the last time listeners um i'd like to thank you guys for tuning in every week seriously uh from the bottom of my heart it is a uh, pleasure to speak to you guys uh to talk to you guys week to week to talk my ish you know what i'm saying um and to you know basically do something that i love which is you know talk about these characters break them down um talk about what i i think of them 
and to know your you know know your opinions as well so i'd love to have you guys comment in the put put your thoughts in the comment sections let me know what you think of these characters let me know things that you might like to see um even videos that you know characters that you might want me to review right and please know that if you if you guys ask me to review a character i will come correct i will do adequate adequate research i ain't have step in none of this okay trust me I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come with. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna bring the sermon. What was Shannon Sharp on Undisputed say? I'm gonna bring the. I'm gonna bring the sermon to him today. Trust me. All right. So I don't trust me. I, I got y'all. All right. So with that being said, next week is DC week. So we will be covering a DC character. Haven't decided on who yet, but I will. Obviously, you guys will find out next week when we drop the episode. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. Happy Hump Day, and stay swifty.